0: We had to go there plenty enough times. So I'm, I'm pretty much, so uh, that's my home stadium over there. I know that locker room like the back of my hand. <laughs> by now, like, man, I'd have been there so many times. So It's kind of nice having them come out. Um, I know they're going to be ready to play. They're going to be chippy. It's going to be a chippy game. We played them already this year. Uh, and then, you know, the whole debacle about the Tony lineup outside. So I'm pretty sure, you know, a lot of, you know. But we'll handle it and, you know, we'll get it.
2: Ed Oliver talking about Arrowhead. That's my home stadium. I know that pretty well now they're of course coming to buffalo bills and chiefs jeremy and joe with you get the joe marino in one moment join joe dibiase tomorrow five to seven for a yeah wgr buffalo football happy hour rally at hartman's distilling co on chicago street in downtown buffalo wear your fan gear enjoy mafia martinis Mm -hmm. other food and drink specials a wgr buffalo football happy hour rally this friday five to seven at hartman's you did yeah. one of those before, right? Was it for the tournament, or what was it?
4: Um, for the was it for the tournament? I did do it for something. Yeah, I think I think it was for the NCAA tournament. Yeah, yeah. So it All should right. be fun. Come by. Yeah, I might. I'll see if I can shake
2: free. Joe Marino, of the Locked On Bills podcast, Locked On NFL Scouting podcast, uh, joining us as well, and uh, he'll join us on the Wester Hotline. Joe, good morning.
5: Hey, good morning, guys. Hope you're doing well.
2: We're doing all right. We're, we're counting the minutes, right, Joe? We're counting the seconds to this game, which is, uh, whatever, if you want to say it's two years in the making or whatever. It's always felt like at some point it had to happen to get the Chiefs here in a game that mattered so much.
5: Yeah, what an unbelievable opportunity. And I remember so much of the conversations we had coming out of that playoff loss, the, the divisional round loss, the 13 seconds loss was what does that game look like if it's in Buffalo? And then the entire next season was all about get that one seed, get that one seed and bring Kansas City to Buffalo. And, well, that didn't really work out, but this time it did. And not that the Bills got the one seed, but they got the higher seed and bring Kansas City to Buffalo. It's a big deal here. The last five played in uh, Arrowhead. And now you finally get a chance. It's not just the last five, it's seven of the last eight in Arrowhead. And the one time that the Chiefs came to Buffalo, there's no fans in the stands, right? It was uh, the COVID year. So, Mahomes' first time playing in front of Bill's Mafia, this is the opportunity you've wanted so badly, and you get a chance to meet that moment here on Sunday night.
2: So let's talk about the ways that it really could be different this time. You know, I mentioned to Joe DiBiase, one of the very specific, specific plays I can think of, if you're talking about communication from Mahomes and his receivers or any checks they're making, in the 13 seconds game, he famously yells out, do it, Kels, do it, Kels, something that probably he couldn't do. In the same scenario here. So as you look at that Chiefs offense, how it operates, how Mahomes works, of course, he's great. I don't think there's any disputing that. Is it enough of an edge for the Bills? How different might it be just based on all those little edges the Bills are going to get by being at home?
5: well i think obviously being at home is going to be huge for for the bills and the impact that it could have on kansas city i think about some games this season that already happened where you felt like bill's mafia was a major reason why the bills won and you go back to the miami game uh, in week four you think about that dallas game and you you just feel like those were moments where yeah the home field really really mattered against a, a quality team coming into your place and you know not that Patrick Mahomes hasn't played in tough hostile environments before like that's certainly been a part of his journey but this is going to be a different animal and and you feel like between Josh Allen and and Patrick Mahomes as alpha dudes big time competitors they got a relationship right they've already kind of talking a little bit about bragging rights these quarterbacks are going to really put it all out there right and strain for every everything that they can get on this field nobody's going to want to lose and so in in a game where you have two elite competitors going at it the 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 differences could be in the margins and the x factors and of course the home field advantage the home crowd could be a huge x factor for the bills on sunday and so if you're going to the game do your part
2: yeah when it comes to all the margins joe like we we think about that that divisional round game in kansas city as one of the games of the year of the last 10 years probably in the nfl and since then the games haven't really looked like that it's it's McDermott and Spagnolo that have had whatever answers to slow things down a bit there's still been big plays and important plays but the scores came way down from that one and I wonder if you think that that is probably more of the script that we get in this game something like the last two or three matchups where the Bills win 27 20 to 17 or 24 to 20 is the score and we don't see this crazy shootout.
5: Well, and and if you think about the shootout that happened in 13 seconds, it was in the last five minutes of the game. Otherwise, yeah. it would have been kind of one of those both teams in the mid-20s, right? And so I, I think that's probably likely that, you know, you've got a couple of good defenses here. Chiefs top two in scoring in yards, Bills top ten, like a couple of really good defensive units going after it. And so, you know, for as much as this game's going to be about Allen and Mahomes, I mean, a lot of it could come down to, Things like running the ball and stopping the run, uh, situational moments, red zone um, turnovers. Right, I think that's going to be huge. Uh, of course, any Bills game is important with turnovers, and the Chiefs have not been good with turnovers since their bye week, a nine-game stretch. The Chiefs are minus seven in turnover differential. Right, they've not they've had turnover issues bigger than the Bills. The Bills since their bye week and eight-game stretch, the Bills are plus one in turnover differential. So, yeah, it's Mahomes versus Allen, but it's it's going to be all the all the little things as well uh, that are going to go into winning and and um you know i think just as big as mahomes and allen it's going to be running the ball and stopping the run and you think about kansas city and Derek noddy their nose tackle uh got injured last week he's not going to play this week and you know, i think the chiefs run defense has been really inconsistent they've actually only held the opposition under 100 yards rushing four times this year um, and so and now they're without their best run stuffer. I think, you know, for as much as it's about Alan Mahomes, it might be about James Cook and Isaiah Pacheco as well.
4: Yeah, and Pacheco, Joe, did not play in yeah. the, the previous meeting in the regular season. And that was a game where the Chiefs really couldn't run the ball well. So, like, lessons learned from that game. I, I wonder, you know, what could have been different, what will be different just with his presence being uh, on the field.
5: Yeah, Pacheco's a nice player. Um, just the way he runs, I think anybody who likes football would appreciate the way Pacheco runs the football. Really physical, decisive, angry runner that doesn't like to go down. And then he's got this top gear where he can really pull away from defenders. So he's a nice player, and, and the Bills certainly um, it was beneficial that he wasn't available the last two time, well, The last time these two teams played, that's a certainly a, a difference here, and I think. You know his presence is going to matter and i think andy reed's approach to this game is going to matter where um it feels like he kind of falls into that mike mcdaniel uh syndrome a little bit where he wants to throw the ball and and really put it in the hands of his quarterback and you know and even in short yardage situations third and twos and you know not really being willing to, to run it so you know i think uh, pacheco is a really effective player i think andy reed and his utilization of pacheco is going to be interesting but then I, I think about the Bills run defense against Pittsburgh and my goodness, uh, phenomenal job fitting the run and, and the way that they were straining for their gaps and getting into gaps and not conceding ground and squeezing. I mean, this, this was a, a and it's a different animal, right? It's Patrick Mahomes versus Mason Rudolph. You can be really intentional about stopping the run uh, versus one compared to the other. But, you know, I, I'm pretty encouraged with the way that the Bills run defense looked against Pittsburgh and, you know, how the depth has emerged in the back seven, it's going to be a big task. But, you know, I think the team that can be two-dimensional for longer, uh, both running and throwing on offense, is really going to have a big-time advantage in this game.
2: Joe, let's talk about the injuries to this defense, what you think matters the most, and good news on Rasul Rasul Douglas and, and Tyrell Dodson. You know, Sean McDermott's been kind of piecing it together, and the Bills' toughest stretch defensively is when they didn't have the answers on defense. They went and got some reinforcements with Douglas and Linval Joseph. Do they have enough pieces in place right now, considering the injuries, to to treat this like a a full Sean McDermott defense? And, And how much will they miss, insert name here, whether that's Bernard or Benford, if you're just ranking the defensive players and their injuries?
5: I'll tell you the name that I'm paying the most attention to is Taryn Johnson. I feel like that's the most important one of all the players that, you know, maybe their status is up in the air. It's Taryn Johnson for me. Um, concussion. He's had, this is his fifth of his career. And he's in his previous four, he's been able to return in less than a week, which is pretty rare. Um, and I know that all concussions are different, but I think between how important Taryn Johnson is structurally to the way the bills play defense and the drop-off to Cam Lewis, I think that's where I get most concerned about the importance of the player and then the drop-off to the next guy. So, yeah, Terrell Bernard would be great to have. Tyrell Dotson, Douglas, all these guys would be important. The one that I, I could pick one, I'd, I'd make sure it's Taron Johnson to be available uh, for this one. And uh, we'll see. It's just a matter of if he's going to clear a concussion protocol or not. Obviously, you're the bigger – Concern is a brain injury, and you want him to be okay. Yeah. Um, but if he if he can go, I think that will be the most significant player that could be available on Sunday.
2: Offensively, it could be another game without Gabe Davis. Of course, he made quite a name for himself the last time these two teams played in this spot. How do you feel the offense has looked without Gabe? I, I think he's valuable, of course, for the for the role yeah. he plays, and he plays a lot of snaps but they have found other options and the options Joe this might be why it seems like they're they're better with without Gabe not that they are they've found really efficient options in Shakir and Kincaid and efficiency has never really been Gabe's strength he's kind of you know boom or bust popping for big plays so this newfound efficiency that they have found in addition to Davis kind of gives the offense a different look
5: oh no question yeah and and uh Gabe Davis is celebrated for the little things, right? Clear out routes, running pick routes, blocking. Well, it turns out Trent Shurfield can do that too. Um, And I think having Trent Shurfield to do that, he played a bunch of snaps against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He didn't catch a pass. Well, a lot of times Gabe Davis doesn't catch a pass either. Um, And so I thought that was a a fine uh, swap. And I think the real benefit is like what you said, it's more for Kincaid. It's more for Shakir guys that it's just, it's more consistent when the ball goes their way. And so, I think that's the major benefit. I thought you saw Josh Allen play extremely efficient against the Pittsburgh Steelers, over 70% completion percentage, and then he completed – or his average time to throw was 2.39, which is unprecedented territory for Josh Allen. And I thought all of that worked together for what I thought was my favorite example this season of Joe Brady and Josh Allen having the right game plan, having the right execution, and having the right play call sequencing. I thought they were terrific and have a lot of good momentum going into this game, and I, I don't really find myself concerned about the availability of Gabe Davis for Sunday night.
2: We talked about this game for Allen, this past game against Pittsburgh, having to be a maturity game and taking what's there, and you just pointed out the time to throw. Do you expect this one to be similar, or is Steve Spagnuolo likely to get more aggressive towards Josh Allen?
5: Well, I, I, I Pittsburgh was aggressive too. They blitzed over 50% of the time on passing downs. But the way that Josh Allen has been able to handle the Blitz, it's the offense. It's not just Josh Allen. All, the receivers, the protection, and the quarterback have to be on the same page to beat the Blitz. And I thought they took a major step against Miami. And, boy, oh, boy, did they really put it together against Pittsburgh. You know, all three of, or three of Josh Allen's four touchdowns come against the Blitz. The, uh, the Khalil Shakir play, the rushing touchdown. Um, it, it was it was a really good job over 11 yards per attempt against Miami against the blitz and then just a ton of efficiency this time against Pittsburgh where just Josh felt comfortable it was replace the blitz with the ball and get the hands into playmakers get it out of your hands if you got a lane run his decision making the way he was seeing the field was terrific and you know Spags is going to have a little bit of a different approach to it um, and you know I think one of the biggest differences where Staggs likes to typically spy Josh Allen. And, you know, that opens up room for James Cook to contribute as a pass catcher. Because what what the, the stress that the Bills offense can put on you is, well, Josh can run, Josh can throw, and they also have contributing running backs that can catch the football. Well, it's hard to take away all of that. And so what Josh Allen, I think, is maturing into with the infrastructure around him is, well, do the thing that they can't take away. And the more and more that happens, the more efficient this offense becomes. And it's just going to be a matter of, okay, what's Spags' approach going to be? Because you can't take it all away. Will Josh Allen figure out what he's not able to take away and consistently go to it?
2: Uh, on that real quick, on that idea of beating the Blitz, Joe, you know, there have been big changes to this offense throughout the season. Is that something Josh got better at, or is it Joe Brady giving them better answers in the Blitz game? Because it's, it seemed that Allen's, production against the blitz really started to come down mid-season and that you're saying that that's that's bounced back quite a bit
5: yeah there's it absolutely has bounced back quite a bit and I think part of it is an approach a mindset from Josh Allen where you know sometimes he likes to fade away against the blitz and hold it and then just chuck it and that's not a good situation and sometimes there's nowhere to chuck it to he takes a sack I think for now He's been a lot more on the same page with his weapons, his weapons understanding where they're going to be vulnerable, getting to space, sitting down, becoming quarterback friendly. And then the other side of that is Josh Allen going to those opportunities and not really saying, okay, you're going to send extra rushers. If I can hold it for an extra tick, oh boy, you know, it's going to be big down the field. No, just replace the blitz with a ball and let the guy catch and run. It's the type of things that you can see happen. That's how that Khalil Shakir touchdown happens. That's how there was other instances of getting Stefan Diggs the ball in situations where they send a blitz and stick, Diggs just sits down and just catch and turn and run. Like Those are the smart, boring plays that is just winning football, and the more that Josh can embrace that and then sprinkle in the crazy good stuff that he can do, you know, I think that's when the Bills' offense is going to be at its best, and I think we've seen more and more of that the last couple of weeks.
4: As we talk about both sides of the ball here, Joe, the more I hear about – you know, I guess this is a, a positive in some of these ways. That we're talking about the the Bills' offense. How how these teams have actually played a couple of lower scoring games in recent memory since the, really the thirteen second game. And you know, the Bills have injuries, and you know, their offense has been playing better. But I still look at that Chiefs' offense, and a lot of the weapons that they're throwing to are just uninspiring. But I will say. You know, I'd like to hear you on on Rice. Rasheed Rice is just getting. I mean, they've really started to utilize him. I think even more so than Kelsey in terms of target share in the last six or seven games. And I asked this to Sal earlier too. Like, he's dangerous with the ball in his hands, and that is something that has burned the Bills in this matchup in the past.
5: Yeah, I think overall this Chiefs offense has been middling this season. They're fifteenth in scoring, thirteenth in yards per pass, thirteenth in yards per run. Right? It's just it's a average NFL offense and that's kind of hard to accept when it's Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey but the reality is they they're just they haven't been super consistent this year and Rasheed Rice has been a revelation for them and I think what defenses have done more and more is forcing Patrick Mahomes to play within structure cage rush keep him in the pocket and force him to win from there and take away a lot of the off script stuff they don't really have a vertical threat and what Rasheed Rice has given uh, Patrick Mahomes is some consistency working within the structure of the offense where he can uncover, catch, turn, and run, right? That's really where he's been an asset to him with quick throws that gets the ball out of Mahomes' hands and he's able to, to catch, turn, and run. And and I think that's been an important dynamic because the down the field stuff has just been dreadful for Mahomes this season, whether it's been drops, guys that you know can't separate vertically, maybe some missed throws. And so I think that has been a stabilizing player for him. And um, it's you complement that with a Travis Kelsey, who's also uh, very good at finding space and catching, turning and running. I think that's allowed Mahomes to counter the way that defenses want him to play and giving them more answers. I don't know that there's enough depth to the pass catchers. Of course, I don't think they have uh, they need another guy for sure. Um, But I think that has helped stabilize the play just a little bit.
2: Joe Marino, Locked on Bills podcast, Locked on NFL Scouting podcast. How do you feel about it, Joe? your 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 thirty thousand foot view. you feel good about it?
5: uh you wish you wish you're a little more healthy on defense, but I think where where I get some optimism is just and I'm fresh off of this. I spent all day in the in the Pittsburgh tape yesterday, and I was just really impressed with how the team played offensively and defensively. Uh, I like I said earlier, it's this was the best game plan execution and play calling sequencing that I've seen yet from Brady and Allen. I think Josh and the way he saw the field, the decisions that he made the decisions that he didn't make, you know, sometimes he was willing to eat the ball and, and just play the next down. Like I thought it was the smartest game that I've seen from Josh Allen in a while. I loved how they ran the ball. Uh, they, they really flipped their script upside down, run the ball. They've been a gap oriented run scheme, um, like 70% gap runs this year against Pittsburgh. They were 70% zone and it was very, very effective. And I love the versatility and, and the multiplicity of the run scheme right now. Uh, defensively, I think they're playing with such an edge, the physicality, uh, the way that they're they're really straining at the point of attack to win there's some things that I just really like about the way that this team is playing you know really back to back weeks against Miami and Pittsburgh, even if there were a couple of situational moments against Miami and Pittsburgh that maybe at times made it closer than it needed to be, you know they were able to to just pull out and I just feel like this team is playing such good football right now, and it's the edge that they have and how the depth of this roster has been continuously strained all season long and just Guys step up, right? It's it's a nice formula. You see some championship effort type stuff, a Josh Allen 52-yard run. You see the Kelo Shakir play. You see just a lot of good physical moments where it's just effort and want to, right? That's the stuff that makes me excited about the, the Bills' possibility to win this game against Kansas City. It's it's going to be a dogfight with elite competitors. You know, For as much as we think about the Bills and them wanting to meet this moment, Patrick Mahomes knows that everybody wants him to go on the road in the playoffs and see what he can do and you know, some doubt that might be there. This is going to be a heck of a football game. I think you're going to see it, some really big-time competitive moments, but I, I just feel – I just the way that this Bills team is playing right now, especially against Pittsburgh, this opportunity, I got a good feeling about the Bills meeting this moment.
2: The other question is, will it be for a home game? Who do you like in Houston, hmm. Baltimore?
5: Oh, oh, man, oh, man, that's a tough one, right? Like, you, you, could, you could talk yourself into Houston. You really can. They're they're kind of hot. Um Big momentum you know baltimore hasn't played a meaningful game in like a month almost right like sometimes that can matter they're kind of working in a new running back and cook and they got andrews back you just kind of wonder what it's going to look like but i mean at the end of the day it's their place and i think houston going on the road feels feels big to me right it's just a young team a dome team from houston going to baltimore i'm not sure that the weather's going to be crazy or whatnot but i think that home field advantage is the big x factor for baltimore so I think Houston's got a shot for sure, but I think the, the the veteran team at their place that's had a better season that really you know has met moments against the 49ers and Dolphins lately, I, I think it's Baltimore, but I'm giving Houston a chance for sure.
2: All right. Joe Marino, Locked On Bills, Locked On NFL Scouting. Joe, we'll see you on the other side of this thing. It's a big one. Of
5: course, guys. Thanks so much.
2: All right. You can subscribe to the Locked On Bills podcast wherever you get your podcasts, of course. Odyssey, um, anywhere else highest recommendation Joe does a great job all 22 breakdowns he goes through the film tells you all the good stuff like he joins us every Wednesday and does so it's a big one and uh we'll chat with him next week either on uh you know what happened or or we'll be talking draft I hope not yeah all right Howard picks the bills when we get back the segment gets shorter and shorter aren't there any games to pick right he's gonna have to pick the uh the Chiefs we'll pick the rest of the bracket it's coming up here on WGR
0: You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
4: You know, they've got a very ferocious group that they have a lot of motor in them. They don't give up on plays. They're constantly trying to chase down the quarterback. They feel like they get beat and the quarterback steps up and they're right there. So they do a good job. Their rush patterns and their games within their D-lines. You know, it's a really, really good group. And then you throw that in with the back end that they got. It's a pretty special defense, so we're going to have our hands full.
2: Bills quarterback Josh Allen on this matchup with, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs. Bills and Chiefs. Jeremy and Joe, it's time for Howard Picks the Bills. Howard's in studio, right? You're there, Howard? Yes, good morning. How you doing? Good. I'm broadcasting from home today. Storm Squad 550 busy this week? uh, Storm Squad's busy. Storm uh, skipped us. Good. This, you know what the storm was in North Buffalo? It was Vontae Davis. <laughs> half time, it's like,
1: nah. <laughs> I'm done. I don't need any more. I'm leaving. It
2: never showed up? The second half of it never showed up? Showed up?
1: No. In the north, Where we are here in the north towns, um, I plowed Sunday. I cleared out snow Sunday morning. There's a, there's a little bit in the driveway today. We were, knock on wood, yeah, we were very fortunate up here.
2: Yeah. Well, I thought about you before we get to Pick the Bills, because the segment is, uh, you know, Shorter and shorter each and every week. I thought about you when I was tailgating on Monday. Because I thought, I can't believe, and I I, I stopped myself because I thought, we've got to do whatever it takes to get Howard out to the stadium for Bills Chiefs. We've got to do yeah. it. Never. Like, Mahomes is finally coming. It's going to happen. Never. And I thought I thought real deeply about how much it would mean. And then I thought, he'll never do it. Nope, he won't do it. Never. Never. <laughs>
4: has got to be an And outcome.
1: honestly, look, it's not about it's not about you guys, it's about me. I'm doing this for the benefit of other people. I'm not I'm not sometimes we might exaggerate a little bit for show quality, okay? Although I really don't like fruit. I'm telling you. I'm not a good person to be around during a football game. And especially in playoff games. And especially against the Chiefs on Sunday. I'm just I would be people would walk away going, "Wow, I always thought that guy was a nice guy. He's a jerk. <laughs> I wouldn't talk to anybody. Swearing. There's a lot of swearing. A lot of swearing. A lo- I, I have no time for small talk. I don't want to analyze plays with people during a game. I don't want to talk about... I don't want to tailgate. I, no. <laughs> I do not want to have any human contact when the Bills are playing a football game. And it's and it's for all of you. I mean that for yeah. all of you. I'm not okay. a fun person to be around. All right. And you know what it is? See, you guys... If I had to get philosophical about this, now, if you wanted to do this 30 years ago, I probably would have said, I know I would have said yes. As I've gotten older, and Lord knows how many chances are left, like the Super Bowl window is still open, and yet I'm I'm like, okay, guys, I'm, you know, 61, anytime you want to do this would be really cool, because I do want to live through this. So I think as I get older, Jeremy, I get even more like, don't anybody bother me, this game is super important. When I was younger, it wasn't that big a deal. There yep. was always next season and next season and next season. Now it's like, hey, uh, you know, I'm just saying, anytime you want to win the Super Bowl, now mm-hmm. would be good. So I'm super, super sensitive and really don't want to be around anybody. Well,
2: let's find out if it is, in fact, the year they're going to win the Super Bowl because so far, uh, you know, your picks in the playoffs, you're 1-0. I and mean, well, you, <laughs> Yeah, you're that perfect. was hard. Mm-hmm.
1: It was hard. Picking yeah. them to beat the Steelers was,
2: whew, boy, that was heavy lifting. Time for Howard Picks the Bills brought to you by Edmar Construction Equipment and Supplies the official construction equipment supplier of the Buffalo Bills. Let's do it. A tradition unlike any other.
1: Dear football gods, I will pick the Bills to win this game. Not with great confidence, but I will pick the Bills to win this game.
3: It's time for Howard to pick the
0: Bills.
1: Now, I could be a little bit overconfident, a little too cocky, but, I mean, come on. It's Mason Rudolph and a Steelers team that shouldn't be in the playoffs to begin with. The Bills will beat Pittsburgh. Back to pass. Fires over the middle. Complete on a crossing route to Shakir, who gets away from the tackler. Down to the 10. Looking for the end zone. And he's in. Khalil Shakir did a disappearing act on the tackler. Reversed his field and found the end zone. Unbelievable.
0: On WGR Sports Radio 550.
2: I'm looking something up quickly that I feel like I should have already known. Okay, here we go. I've, I've got it now. Which game will be the late game on championship Sunday?
1: It's the NFC game, isn't it?
2: No, I it th- is. Oh, it is? It, it is. is okay. The AFC game is first. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, good news if the Bills win, mm-hmm. whether they're home or in Baltimore, that that's a 3 o'clock game, so, you know. Yeah plan accordingly, not another night game. Yeah. This one's 6.30, might as well... I mean, that's a night game.
1: This is the eighth night game of the season for them. Yeah. Eight out of 19 games.
4: Yeah. We're not counting last week, even though no, like 70% about, of the game was played while the sun was down? I'm talking about like 6 p.m. or later okay. start time. Okay. Yeah. But with this clock right. here that Jeremy has, would say night, <laughs> we think? <laughs> it does. Okay. At Actually, 630? Have, I've never been... See, ever...
2: I've never seen my day of the week clock. It will say early morning and pre-dawn, so it must yeah. say Yeah, when,
4: ch- when does it change to evening? When does it change yeah. to night? All right. All right. Texans-Ravens, Joe. What do we think? Should we have some fun and pick the Texans? Yeah. I think we should do it. CJ Stroud, gonna, I, he's unbelievable. He's going to throw for 500.
1: I did all that research on the Ravens. You're killing me. Okay.
4: <laughs> they got thrown, Sometimes you get a curveball. Let's, let's pick the Texans. I mean, they keep... They keep doing
2: it, right? The, yeah, they were underdogs against the Browns, and they yes.
4: swamped them. Yep.
2: So, sure, they are Texans.
4: they are uh, defense proof, right? Browns had the best defense in football, yeah. didn't they? And they yep. lit them up. So, yep. hey, the Ravens have a great defense, but that that quarterback doesn't care. Texans, All Texans,
2: right. Packers, Niners. We'll go Niners. Yes. Okay, and Bucks Lions. Uh, Dan Campbell. Lions. They'll, they'll okay. get it done. We'll go Lions. The Lions are a heart attack. I mean, like, whatever. They're cardiac kids kind of games. Mm-hmm. I would imagine they'll be intense. Yep. Because the Bucks can score, and the Lions don't stop really anybody in the secondary. So uh, this could be a high-scoring game. Fine. We'll go Lions.
1: Howard picks Chiefs-Bills. So I got a question for both of you. Let's say that plays out. Mm-hmm. The Texans win. So the Bills know, well, whoever wins the game knows, they're home for the AFC Championship game. Yeah, does that yeah. impact in any way how the Bills' mindset is, the game plays out, anything knowing, hey, we could be here for the AFC Championship game?
2: No. Plays
1: no bearing on it.
2: I don't f- no. think so. but It does, however, affect the fans in the stadium. Oh, you'll be yeah. even jacked up more. Because,
4: you know, this amp goes to 11. I mean, For it's sure. Gonna be it'll be all the way up. It'll feel more like the... Yes, but as the game is beginning and you're a fan sitting in that stand, it will feel more so like you're playing the Chiefs to go to the Super Bowl.
1: Fair enough. Right, that's where we were. What was it? Was it the 13th? Sem- no.
4: The- yeah, it was. Yes, Whatever it was. year we Win- rooting Winner for was so, Chad
1: the- Henney came off the bench and led a touchdown drive.
4: Winner was going to host Cincinnati, though. No, no, no. The year the Chiefs were playing, oh, what it was that year,
1: right. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, but you're the, right, we needed you're right. the Chiefs to lose to the Browns so the Bills yeah. would then host the AFC title game. Right. Wasn't it? Was that three years ago?
4: Yeah. Yes. Do, do we have that right? It was three years
1: ago, right? The year they ended up going to Kansas City in the AFC title game? Didn't
4: they play the oh, Browns right before the that? are talking the 2020 season? Yeah. yeah. And no, Mahomes, yeah, oh, yes, Mahomes yes, turned an sorry. ankle, and he got right. hurt,
1: and he left the game, and then came out.
4: and We were rooting for the Browns because yes. it would have meant the Browns would have came here. Yeah. yeah.
2: In that game, the Browns had a fumble through the end zone. Oh, my God, that's right.
4: Yeah. I do not really You know, the Chiefs that.
2: catching a break. Yeah, no. Lucky well, for them, of course.
1: Apparently now, based on what I see on social media, the Bills are the team that gets all the calls from referees all of a sudden. Oh, um, all right. So here's the deal. Be the shortest segment ever if you just do that, Chiefs. <laughs> 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 all right, well, that was it. So I was looking. I was doing some research. I tweeted this out. So when Mahomes took over as the starting quarterback back in 2018, they averaged 35 points a game that season. His first five seasons as the starter, they've averaged 35 28, 29, 28, and 29 points a game. This season, they averaged 21 points a game. That is a massive drop. And Joe and I were sitting here, it's almost like, remember a year ago, when they traded Tyreek Hill, we were all expecting, oh my God, the Chiefs offense, it's not going to be the same. And they came out and they averaged 29 points a game. It's almost like there's a one-year delayed reaction to, hey, they don't have Tyreek Hill anymore, they're easier to defend. And maybe Kelsey, now Kelsey's dropping balls, and maybe his... Game is slowing down a little bit. It's not the same offense. I'm not going to say I'm not worried about their offense because it's still Patrick Mahomes and it's still Kelsey. I like Pacheco and I like Rasheed Rice. But honestly, if you looked at the numbers, the bigger issue is whether the Bills can put up points against what appears to be the best defense the Chiefs have had since Andy Reid showed up.
2: That's the other thing, as you say, like it takes one year to happen. The Chiefs made that Tyreek Hill trade in
1: part to kinda help their cap get draft picks and build the defense and they've built it. They did. Yep. Front to back, they've got really good players at every level of their defense. You know, it's not just Chris Jones up front. They got four if you there's their top four guys on the defensive line have combined for thirty four and a half sacks. They have good linebackers as opposed to the Steelers. Those linebackers will take away the middle of the field against the Bills. And they have two of the better cornerbacks in the league in LeJaria Sneed and Trent McDuffie. So I do think this is a very challenging matchup for the Bills' offense. Having said that, we've waited all this time for the Chiefs to come here It's Mahomes' first true road playoff game in his, what, 15th playoff start? Are you kidding me? Of course the Bills are going to win the football game Sunday night. All
2: right. Can you believe, by the way, that one of the things we uncovered along the way, Joe found this, Mahomes did play the Bucs in Tampa for the Super Bowl, but you can't count that as a road game. Not, not just because the Super Bowl doesn't sell to the fans of the stadium, but because there were only 24,000 in attendance. There's an empty yep. stadium. Covid in the Super Bowl. He managed to play a road game against a team that hosted a Super Bowl, and there were twenty four thousand people. He was the Covid. I totally forgot that.
4: They were all all first responders in the the stands. What
1: a lucky draw for him! It's crazy. What's the over under for this game?
4: Forty eight. Did I see? Forty. I I thought it was a little. Hold on. I have that open. Take the under. Grab it. Yeah. I I thought it was forty six and a half.
1: Actually, you know what? Ooh. Here's the other thing I forgot to mention. The eight gazillion guys who are injured on the Bills. And obviously how that's going to play out and how many backups are out there is going to be an issue against Patrick Mahomes. I would still take the under and take the Bills to
5: win.
4: Okay. I like the under in this game a lot, too. Yeah, it is 45 and a half now. Okay. Joe, it's on us. Lions and Niners. I think the Niners probably stomp the Lions. I would don't they? put the Niners on like a fifty burger here, maybe. Yeah, well, you
1: could have had a Super Bowl matchup, guaranteed to have someone win a Super Bowl for the oh, first man. time
4: ever. Buffalo and Detroit is my dream Super Bowl. Can you imagine Bowl. that? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh is it? I don't know. No, maybe maybe the the Niners. You know, for just for uh, storyline reasons. Like, yeah. I, don't, I like Detroit. I don't need to. I do to hammer them. Well, first they got to get there. Bill's Texans.
1: Right. Oh, I like the matchup. I mean, I, again, um, you know, C.J. Stroud would provide some issues. Obviously, he's a really good young quarterback, done a lot better than I thought he would ever do. D'Amico Ryan should be coach of the year. Houston's a lot better than I thought they would ever be this season. But, if the, again, I, I like, honestly, I like the way Josh Allen looks. I like the swagger he's got back. He's playing like we know Josh Allen can play. For those that believe, you know, the running game helps out, okay, fine. They're, you know, they're averaging 150 rushing yards a game since week nine. So um, if you beat Kansas City and you host Houston in the AFC Championship game, I don't see how the Bills would come out and lose that game on home turf. I would pick them to beat the Texans.
2: Just completely dismissing the Devin Singletary revenge game. Oh, All right. I, oh my God. And, I, and I cre- the Robert Woods You had game. to plant
1: that seed in my <laughs> head. Now, Devin Singletary rushes for 207. Watch it, right?
4: It would be the weirdest way. I don't even know how I would react. How would, how would we react to them lose beating the Chiefs finally, but then they lose to the Texans?
1: Well, it would be very Buffalo, but let's not go there. Yeah. All right, Bills Niners.
4: The Berman Super Bowl.
1: Man, that's a tough matchup.
2: The Niners get consistently treated and they've earned it as a full, full head team. and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah, right.
4: Right. Well, they did get smoked they by did. the Ravens. They did get smoked by the Ravens. Yeah. They did. But
1: season long Man, that's a tough matchup. Could you make Brock Purdy look bad? Yeah, I I I do have faith in Sean McDermott in this
4: defense, which again is playing its best ball
1: there. of the season, but depends right. on who's out there.
4: Do they have Terrell Bernard? Do we that get a, a heroic return by Matt Milano at, at hey, the 11th hey, hour, maybe? Terrell
1: Bernard, I thought his season was over. Like, this guy goes from being carted off with an air cast to playing in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. I am thrilled. Um, ah, you know, I mean, they get to the Super Bowl. If I pick them to lose and go 0-5 in the Super Bowl, they'd run me out of town. So I think that it's, that's a really difficult matchup. I'd be worried about that. I'd actually probably rather want to see them play Detroit. Yeah, uh, But if they play San Francisco, I'll sure. say Josh Allen will be the MVP, and he, the offense will lead this team to the Super Bowl. They have to.
4: I'll, I'll add to that. I would have McDermott just do what you did to the, the Dolphins offense. There's a lot of similarities, right? Mm. You make Tua yeah. look pedestrian. Go do the same thing to Brock Purdy.
1: He's done that pretty well against Tua McDermott, yeah. you know, making him look pedestrian. All right, there it is. They win the Super Bowl. If they win the Super Bowl, I'll come out for the Super Bowl party. How's that? I'll leave my basement. No, we got to get you to the
4: Super Bowl. Powered at the Super Bowl. No, it's no fun. What if we guaranteed you 100 Met wins this year? Would you go? Ooh. Ooh. Would you go to Sunday's game if we locked in? Wow. We had the magical powers to lock in 100 wins for the Mets. Do I have to
1: talk to people on Sunday? Can I just be left alone somewhere? Can I sit where Takiyo Spikes was sitting? But
4: Howard's already doing the math, though.
1: 100
2: Met wins just means that instead of the season ending in May, it ends in October.
1: <laughs> they lose in a heart, in heartbreaking around. fashion. Yeah, <laughs> of course. He's going to get beat there, and he yeah. gets even madder. It'll be the first season a 100-win team didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, in
2: the 162nd game, nine guys get hurt. <laughs> like, oh, all
4: right. That was yeah, a fun
1: year. That's typical. Yeah. I'll go. Right, well, just fine. let me sit by myself, so I don't have to talk to anybody. We'll put
4: you. will give you like a recliner, like on top of where like all the names are in okay. the Wall of Fame. That's fine. Like the back. A right little windy
1: zone. up there, don't you think?
4: Well, you have to deal. You have to deal with the wind, Jeremy. Don't you have like you a fancy
1: suite? You're like a suite holder, aren't you? No. All right. Well, just a
4: thought. No. I
2: just stand for the games.
1: Yeah, that's too much on work. my seat. Sometimes. Did you guys in sit on seat. snow or did you stand? What was the
2: stand, deal?
4: Stood on snow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're Wasn't dedicated. That bad.
2: No, that's good. Yeah, well, no, well, it, me, there are some sections I'm sure, sir, it, sure that were worse. The
4: upper decks, there were videos I saw people passing along of you couldn't even climb the stairs. Wow. Yeah, or oh, yeah, you so couldn't go down the stairs. People were sliding, sliding down.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Ooh. Well, hopefully it'll be okay this Sunday. All right.
2: Thank you, Howard. All right, fellas. We'll chat next week, right? We hope so. We're One, picking yeah. picking the championship games. Yeah.
1: If they keep winning, we keep chatting.
2: And if they lose, then you're picking next season. Oh, yes. you're killing me. Really? We have the opponents. Yep. We have the you, opponents.
1: You guys have no mercy. No, I thought no. you were nice. No, if they lose, we don't, well, I, I knew I, Jeremy wasn't nice. Joe, I thought you. Were they're not nice. going to lose. We're, we're, they're
2: not going to lose. Everything's good. They're, they're feeling not good. Lose.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. Eight oh 803-0550. Howard picks the bills. Brought to you by Admar Construction Equipment and Supplies. Jeremy and Joe, with you. We have open phone lines. Uh, rest of the way. If you want to jump on with us, please do. On your vibe, how you're feeling, all of it. It's uh, it's it's a game, and it's a different one than those years past. This time, the Chiefs come armed with their best defense in the history of this matchup between the two. 803-0550 on WGR.
3: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Good morning. Hey, coming up tomorrow, Joe's going to be out on the town. Yep, weather weather permitting, but the weather should be fine, right? We're good.
4: Yeah, weather should be good by that point.
2: Hartman's Distilling Co. for a uh, rally, like a pep rally.
4: Yep. Um, Buffalo Mafia themed martinis. I'm, I just thought about this as you right. said it earlier. I don't think I've ever had a martini in my life. You know, wow. All right. I th- I think I think that's true. Like the traditional. My wife will or any text kind, me if, if that's wrong. I'm there sure, are lots it. of
2: specialty martinis. Let's do it like we do for the hot dogs okay, at no, the Sabres game.
4: Now that you say that, okay, no, I've absolutely, I've had at least one kind of martini, probably only one though, and I've had it multiple times. I've had an espresso martini, okay, and it's great, love it. But that's, so wh- that's probably the only one I've ever had.
2: What's in a mafia martini?
4: A mafia martini is hot sauce, have... blue cheese, and snow. <laughs> 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 they just go grab some snow from outside yeah. and just... snow melted, yeah, melted into water, snow, yeah.
2: distilled. With uh, hot sauce, blue cheese, and, and uh, celery garnish, loganberry,
4: loganberry. And I I bet there's a loganberry vibe to it or theme to it. For I like it, when we're if we're being real, I can't imagine they're doing something with. But well, I think we had the the, the buffalo Pepsi uh, fad, right? So maybe never uh, ever drink that. Never drink it. Never ever. Okay, well maybe ever. it's better as a martini instead. No. Don't I'm having
2: that weird thing, Josh, where you say never drink it, and I think I gotta get one immediately to see how bad it is. See, I yeah, wonder yeah.
4: if I wonder if like Derek and I did that on a Sports Talk Saturday, and I wonder if we did it wrong because we use like the creamy blue cheese instead of the blue cheese crumbles. Mm. But I just uh it I, I can't think about doing it again. I did say on Sports Talk Saturday a couple weeks ago that if cool. the Bills make the Super Bowl, I will do it again. But All right. I think we maybe you will make it, it into a martini. I gotta do it right this time, I think. Well,
2: there'll be Mafia Martinis and other food and drink specials at the WGR Buffalo Football Happy Hour. That's tomorrow, five to seven at Hartman's. When we get back, open segment, open hour to chat with you, eight oh three oh five fifty on this game, who's gonna be important, how it's gonna go, how you're you know, you're you're handling it. It's Jeremy and Joe, Josh Schmidt, producing here on WGR.